0: Hi, I'm Mark Gottlieb and welcome to day five of our seven-day mini-series, An Attorney's Guide to Understanding Business Valuation. In today's session, we're going to talk about valuation discounts. There are two primary discounts I want to share with you. The first one is a discount for lack of control and the second one is a discount for lack of marketability. A discount for lack of control, otherwise known as DLOC, is generally dependent upon four different components. The first one is an investor attitude. Investors generally are willing to pay a premium to have control of the business. Conversely, they expect a discount when they are unable to assert that control. Control generally has certain prerogatives with it. Some of these are the rights to appoint management to pay dividends, to direct business strategy, to set compensation, and to divest assets. The methods used to determine the discount for lack of control varies depending upon the certain ownership attributes that may or may not be applicable. To quantify the discount for lack of control, we commonly look at public company acquisition prices to compute the implied minority discount. The discount for lack of marketability is the next discount we want to talk about. In this instance, marketability is defined as the ability to convert the investment or the business into cash. And generally, that conversion happens in three days or less. It's important to understand that this process should include a minimum transaction and administrative costs, but it has a high degree of certainty the asset will be realized or the transaction will be realized. There are a couple of things I'd like you to consider when thinking about discount for marketability. First of all, it recognizes the fact that a minority ownership interest in a private, closely held business is not marketable. It's not traded on the public market, like a share of Coca-Cola or a share of Apple stock. To determine the discount for lack of marketability, we often use restricted stock Mm. studies. You should understand that there is no real firm agreement within the valuation profession of the applicability for a marketability discount when we're dealing with a controlling interest. Certainly when we're dealing with a minority or non-controlling interest, we'll apply a marketability discount. But often when we're valuing a controlling interest, we either will not take a discount for marketability or take a rather modest discount when compared to what would have been used if a minority interest would have been calculated. Let's look at how this would actually be computed. All the way to the right of the schedule you'll see we have the valuation computation for a controlling interest. If we start with a normalized cash flow on a controlling basis of 5 and we say the value of the business, the initial indication of value, is million two fifty. If we're valuing a controlling interest, we don't take a discount for control But if we take a discount, a modest discount for marketability, let's say 10%, the value of the entire business on a control basis will be $1,125,000. Conversely, if we're looking to value now a 33% interest in the same business, let's go back to the normalized cash flow on a controlling basis and use the same multiple of five. Again, our initial indication of value is $1,250,000. If we use a discount of control of 20% and a discount for marketability of 25%, a one-third interest in this business is worth $250,000. What you should get from this exercise is that a one-third interest based upon the controlling amount that we computed of $1,125,000 is greater than the one-third interest than we calculated in the minority column. So there you have it, our discussion on valuation discounts. This has been day five of our seven-day mini-series, An Attorney's Guide to Understanding Business Valuation. I'm Mark Gottlieb. We'll see you next time.